on this week's episode of Well, My Family's Perfect. Your audience right now is like, is it a G-string? Is it a thong? <laughs> what is it? I need to know. Us, <laughs> when there's family trauma to detect, unprofessional therapists must inspect. One thing on which we can connect the universal truth. No family's perfect. Well, my family's perfect. With Emily and Jordan. Good morrow, cousins, and welcome to Well, well My, my Family's, Family's Perfect. Perfect. I'm Emily Jones. And I'm Jordan Quizno. And we're back. And we're back. That felt like a nice, like, slow entrance. That felt like we were working our way back into mm. it. Welcome to Well, My Family. Did you feel that? <laughs> Was it too slow? It felt, no, 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 it wasn't too slow. It just felt like we were, like, easing. Ah. And we're back, which was kind of nice because sometimes we come, we come in here and we come on this thing and we are like shot out of a goddamn. Sometimes cannon. we have cold brew right before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this, this, you know, we're just like chilling. We're just well, relaxed. And uh, we, I don't know if the cousins know this, but okay, we had kind of backlogged. Uh, is that the right word? A few episodes. Yeah, we had pre-recorded some episodes because Jordan was on vacay. We had a little hiatus from each other. I was away. Um, and Where'd you boy, go? With a true R and R vacation, I went with Sarah. I went with my girlfriend and her family. For the cousins that don't know, Sarah. Okay, reveal. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you already know that. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you don't know that. Um, but yeah, I went with her and her family to the first couple of days. We were in Copenhagen, uh, which was really lovely we got super lucky with the weather um it was like partly cloudy both days that we were there and then started raining when we left um but it was like copenhagen was an awesome city uh two days was not enough time for sure but they were an Mm. awesome two days um it was light forever which was great because we were in the summertime yeah everybody was like just very nice and lovely and just like big the viking people my goodness like well just like knowing i i kept saying to sarah all the time like we would walk past people and i'm like i i'm like a benchmark of six foot is that's how tall i am so i was like walking past people i was like that woman is six three like that is a benchmark like that's interesting it is yeah it was interesting yeah yeah just like big blonde viking people but very very lovely and kind very kind they love to have a good time they could lay like all walked in like a single file line like on the pavers they have um on the cobblestone they have these pavers and everybody walked in like a single file line i was like in the States, this would never happen. No. So this sounds like happen. they listen. Yeah. Well, it was just like, I was like imagining this in New York City. Like, imagine two lines of pavers, one in each direction. Like, also, are you fucking kidding me? pavers? Like, sidewalk? So, yeah. So, like, you know, cobblestone is, like, tough to walk on yeah. all the time. So there's these... I mean, they're long stones, so to speak, that are oh. put on top so it's a smoother surface I, to walk on. I just on. thought we were dealing with a situation where you're, like, calling sidewalks pavers. And I'm oh, like, is this no, no, a no. thing? No, 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 like, pa- like pavers on the cobblestone ah, to create well. a better, a smoother walkway. Um, <laughs> so that was the most exciting part of the trip. No, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, but that was just, like, something we automatically, like, you get out of the car 
and you from the airport and you notice that that is something uh, you notice different. a the bike lane there's a massive bike lane because biking is so prominent there mm-hmm. and then you notice wait they're walking in single file lines and sarah was the first one to be like they're in single file lines and they're both they're going the correct direction so did you guys do that yeah like you kind of inherently do that it felt like merging onto a freeway like you yeah. went from the cobblestone onto the pit like <sighs> Here we go. But everybody was just cool going at the same pace, not going crazy. Um, but so Copenhagen was was great. Good food, lovely people. Um, and then we went to Lake Garda in Garda, Italy. And that was where. Can you say it like the locals do? Garda. They just say, they say Garda. Garda. Uh, no, it's not like beepity boppity Garda. Like Garda. It's it's not Family Guy, believe it or not. Um, but that's, you gotta make it sound a little more exciting. Oh, a little more American. Like the Garda. Like the Garda. <laughs> that's how the Americans would go after it. Um, uh no but that was that that was the lake that we stayed on which was lovely they said it's like a for people who don't know it because i didn't really know it but they were like it's a chiller lake como i think most people know lake como is a very famous spot in italy it's like where a lot of people i learned it's a lot of where a lot of people from milan then have homes there Mm. but like george clooney's on lake como it's a very touristy if you follow travel and leisure on Instagram, like a lot of influencers are always like at Lake Como. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, well, now you do. Now I do. Um, but yeah, it was true R&R. Like when I say true R&R, I mean my phone was on airplane mode for a week and a half. Oh, yeah, I know. Because uh, I didn't hear from you for a week and a half. So. Yeah, no, no one did. I like we had when we when I would get Wi-Fi, I would like let my parents know like, hey, I'm alive or like send them a couple of pictures. But like you, you did find a way to send me a, a industry baby article at some point when you had Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent it on like <laughs> Instagram it. DM that was or all something. I heard from you for yeah, because I saw that and was like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember which baby it was, but I was like, this is hilarious. And I did find I did FaceTime my dad on Father's Day in a bathroom because I was like, mm. I have Wi-Fi. Let's say hello. But no, it was unbelievable. There was some anxiety early on because I haven't had my phone on airplane mode so i was mm-hmm. like oh my goodness but after the first day or two i was like everybody it'll all be there when i get back i i mean i will say <clears throat> you i feel like when you go home when you go on vacation you go somewhere mm-hmm. like you are not reachable no i if i am that's the thing like when i talked about it at work i was like i hadn't done a vacation in a while because and People are like, well, you traveled a lot. And I was like, yeah, but a lot of the travel earlier this year was for work. Like it wasn't. And the, well, and the wedding for sure. The wedding was in there, but most of the travel was for work purposes. Whereas Mm -hmm. like when I go on a vacation or yeah, if I'm in Ohio, see ya. Like it is (laughs) goodbye. I'll see you in a week. I am not reachable. And I really try to be like that. Like I book out with my team. They know I'm gone. If something Big team name drop, I'm dead. <laughs> I can't get out. Get out. Um, I didn't say it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, like everybody knew where I was. Work knew where I was, and we just got to chill, and it was great. I mean, yeah, her whole family was there, and. 
we all stayed in the same place, which was cool. And there was a pool and there was lake access. We love immersing ourselves in another person's family as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So fascinating. Absolutely. We all have like such different dynamics. Oh, yeah. Or my favorite is when you're with another family and they like do something that to them is super normal. And you're like, I have never... Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, that is different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, But no 100%. one's aware that it's different. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you just see how different things are. Like, I mean, her family's all from the East Coast, me being from Ohio. There's like, you don't think there's that many differences, and then all of a sudden there, there are those oh, yeah. differences. Like, there's even one we'll get to with my formative childhood memory, oh, but okay. because we were on a lake, so like... Being on a lake versus like being ocean side on the east or west coast, like lake, I'm with you. Mm. That's me. That's my childhood. That's we'll talk about that later. But like that, um, yeah, it was great. It was great. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I wore sunscreen so I didn't get as tan. Everybody oh, keeps telling me, shut like, shut up. Everybody you got keeps so tan. <laughs> but everybody's like, you got to wear some sunscreen. So I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I did. But you still get tan. Sunscreen doesn't prevent you from getting tan. I know. Tan. We've had this discussion. We've had this discussion. All the skincare people absolutely come for Jordan. He doesn't like to wear sunscreen. Oh, no, I do now fully. Like, I have Kiel's SPF on the face. Likely story at the pool the other day. Tried to put it on. Well, I told you, well, no, but again, I told you, I said, I have Kiehl's SPF 50 on my face, but I don't have anything on my body right now because we're only going to be in the sun for an hour. It was 4 p.m. The sun's not high enough in the sky. I ain't going to burn. Clearly we have different, are you Irish? (laughs) What? Are you Irish? Irish? I mean, there's, there's like Irish somewhere in my mom's heritage. Yeah. But we have, you and I have entirely different skin tones. Okay. Well, my gorgeous Irish skin uh, cannot (laughs) handle an hour in the sun without sunscreen. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And I, I will tee up asking how you are because I, there were some things with being over there and being unplugged. There were some things that happened here in the States. Uh, Yes. It's a a wonderful week for women and um, other people with uteruses. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, which means we lost, um, you know, our rights or bodily autonomy, uh, access to safe and legal abortions, which, yeah, it was rough. It yeah. is rough. That was a, yeah, it is rough. <laughs> Past tense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been now a little over a week, and uh, I yeah. don't know. I feel like, I mean, that's dominated a lot of the conversations I've been having. That's For sure. dominated. But I, I will say, like, shout out to my... My friend Quincy, I, for the whole weekend, because it happened on a Friday, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen any women since it was overturned. It, it was like four or five days. And then I saw my friend Quincy and was mm-hmm. it was like such a release when I saw her. Mm. Like we both were able to just talk about it for hours. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I needed this. Like I, I only spent time with men mm. and and as understanding and like angry as the, as a lot of the men in my life are, it's just different, you know? Sure. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. So that, that has pretty much, um, obviously there were many good moments this week as well, but that has definitely been a shadow over the week. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, God, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, yeah, it happened. I think we were about to come back, um, and we saw, mm-hmm. you know, it happened because it happened on a Friday, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Um, and we were like about to sit down for dinner and it was just one of those like stomach dropping, like fuck moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, uh, I don't know. And then there's a cousin who, uh, you know, I saw who I'm close with Beth, who put out a tweet almost immediately when it happened. And it was just like, she was talking about how numb she felt Mm -hmm. because it felt almost like there's been so much of this type of thing happening the last handful of years that it's just like, well, frankly, it wasn't shocking. Like if you've been, you know, paying attention, it's like, this was a goal for sure. (laughs) No. Yeah. This has been a goal for years. Yeah. Six years. You might say stacking the Supreme court. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but frankly, I don't want to dwell on it because God, no, I get it. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Um, Yeah. So let's move on to our next segment. Yeah, let's do it. Which is perfect families of the world. Gosh, the way you sang that. That was good. Oh, that was man. A good one today. That was really good. Thank you, guys. I just like took a moment. I didn't join. I took a moment before and after that to just be like, yeah, she's putting her all into I this one. In you there. put vibrato on the end of it. My God in heaven. Mm, well, you know, wow. I have I have a cousin wreck. Ooh, hit us with a cousin it. Cousin sent in a wreck for a perfect family of the world. Oh. Shout out to Emily Neilan, oh. who's my oldest friend. Love. Um, Love. She sent. She's a big reality TV person, just like me. She loves the Kardashians. Okay. And the the perfect fam she sent in was. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Okay. Because apparently Travis Barker was um, hospitalized for pancreatitis. Okay. And it was, you know, a really big deal. I guess he was in the hospital for a few days. It was like a scary situation, mm-hmm. but he's okay. And um, she just wanted to give a shout out to them because they, you know, they're all over the news, those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With we their just- wedding. <laughs> Oh, they got married. I yes, didn't know they got married. They had that scary wedding. Scary wedding. Wasn't weren't they in like all black and red and stuff? I have missed a lot of the Kardashians. Um I mean that's not entirely true. I did watch an episode when Sarah was here. We watched an episode and it's it was absolutely thrilling. It was hilarious. It was like Chris and Kylie or Chris and Kendall, one of the two, mm. like went to the grocery store in Malibu. Okay. And they were and Chris the whole time was like, I love this. It's such a normal day. Just me and my daughter <laughs> going to the grocery. And I was like, but like real though, you probably haven't been to a grocery store in 25 yeah. years. Okay. I want to fact check. I was yeah. thinking real about time Christine Quinn's wedding from Selling Sunset. That was scary. Their wedding was... Christine looks, Quinn. Who's that? She's like a really scary real estate agent that okay. I don't know if she's actually a real estate agent. Oh, okay, But she's okay. on Selling Sunset. Got and it. It was an. It was like this Italian Gothic wedding is basically oh. what hers looked like. But but Courtney was in all white. Uh, Travis <laughs> Barker is um, covered. He's tatted head to toe, baby. He is. Um, that so he is. yeah, those. The, what an interesting couple. That's my perfect family. Well, who, what is your perfect family? I just want to circle back real quick to this this selling sunset. You said red and black. Is she in a black dress or a red dress? She's in a black dress fascinating okay she likes to make a statement got it i'll got post it. a pic yeah it, it was like is she one of those people that's like any publicity is good publicity oh she's i don't the know villain. selling sunset she's okay. the absolute villain on the um show this is got her dress it. oh fascinating yeah okay so yeah it looks more funeral than yes 
Yeah, because they're both in all black. I know. She's a she's a hoot. Interesting. Interesting. Selling Sunset. What a show. Um Who's your perfect my fam? perfect family. My perfect fam is the Curry family. Steph Curry. Steph and Aisha Curry. Um, because it's just like it's funny to see celebrities and especially People I find in sports in particular, we've watched Steph Curry's kids and like LeBron. We t- I talked about him. We've watched these kids grow up. Mm-hmm. So Steph Curry in the finals, we saw his daughter Riley in the uh, seats. He like went up to her and Aisha afterwards and everybody was like, oh, my goodness. Riley's growing up because the last like you saw her sitting like on his knee mm-hmm. as an infant when they were winning the first couple of finals and now she's grown. And now this week he, or the, maybe the, like the other day he was with his son, Cannon, who's also, who was truly like a baby baby. And now all of a sudden he's sitting with his son watching summer league basketball. And it's just like, you just, you just love it. Just <laughs> like, it's just so wholesome. Like just watching wholesome. these kids, and Steph is always very family. And I've heard a lot about like the Golden State Warriors in general are very family oriented as a team as far as like Amen, baby. <laughs> That's it. Bay Area represent. Bay Area. Um but like during the finals, like there was some stuff going around like on the internet about Aisha, his wife, and how she like she is a cook and she has her cooking line and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was like some stuff being thrown around. So at one of his uh, press conferences after a game, he wore a T-shirt that just said in big, bold letters, Aisha can cook. And <laughs> I was like, he's got the fam's back. You love to see it. You love to see you it. You love to see it. So Shout whatever out. you think about him on the court, good perfect, dude. Perfect family. I feel like everyone loves him. I feel, yeah. In general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like he's not as like divisive as LeBron. I am divisive, right? Divisive. Divisive. Wait. Yeah. I think it's divisive. Okay. Is it divisive? I don't know. I've divisive, never heard divisive. the word divisive. Well, hey, we love a we fact love a check. fact check. So <laughs> divisive. Divisive. Like he like divides the people. Like you are divisive. Divisive. Divisive, divisive, tomato, tomato. Well, on that note, Moses. Let's move on to our second segment, which is what formative childhood memory are you haunted by this week? Haunted by this week. Um, well, mine ties back to Roe v. Wade. Uh, <laughs> I went to Catholic school, as we all mm. know, uh, all girls Catholic high school, and um, we actually had a anti-abortion club. At my high school. A club? Yes. Jeez. Which they fondly called the Human Life Club. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh, no one really no. knew what it was until you figured, you know, like, it was just what like, what the hell does one hell, do what the at hell a is, Human Life Club? What is the Human Life Club? And then you kind of figure it out, because it's, let's be honest, it's not the most popular club to be a part of, and it's not the most popular but, group of kids that are no, in the Human Life Club. No, but what the club. hell are you doing at the Human Life Club? I think they just gather around and talk about being great Catholic women, and then they literally spend the entire year trying to rally people to go to the Walk for Life Club in San Francisco, Walk for Life Walk for Life in San Francisco. Oh. That's literally all they do. Weird. And um, I'm sure they volunteer at a church or whatever, but it it was always weird, and I didn't think that much about it, and then I... Yeah. <laughs> naturally, in my 
heat of the moment this week went on facebook.com found the human life facebook group from crondelet high school sure there is a picture on it of them holding a sign (laughs) being like pretend i'm a tree and save me but it's like a fetus it is absolutely horrifying and then the guy that ran the club there was a guy that ran the club yes my freshman year religion teacher ran (laughs) the damn club (laughs) if that isn't like just Uh. and it still exists i went online i went on my high school's website it is still a thing oh god i know Uh, god help them god help them (laughs) wow so that's my formative memory of i feel like i've been so immersed in this damn conversation look if you have a uterus you're immersed in it but going to catholic school and it being such a yeah fucking thing about abortion and pro-life and all this stuff it's a bunch of bs and i'm yeah mad yeah yeah get fired up that's right i love it what about you (laughs) (laughs) um well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily haunted this week because like I was talking about, it kind of goes back to like, you know, lakes. Um, <laughs> so, so we were at a lake, which is different than like, I mean, a co- in college, we were on the East Coast Ocean. Now we live West Coast Ocean. I felt at home because mm. we were by a lake because we always used to in Ohio, we would go to Lake Erie. My uh, grandma and grandpa had a place up there. That's where we would go. And I, for the first time in so long, had on like water shoes, water sandals because, Sexy. oh yeah, because it's a, it's a rocky lake. And I was like this, it just was one of those moments and one of those things that immediately puts you at a very specific time in life. And I'm like, all of a sudden walking on those rocks and like thinking, oh, we used to talk about my sisters and I, and like my grandpa would be like, don't step on the slippery rocks where like the algae was. And it was sure. just, it was very lovely. Except I will say this Lake Garda was uh, I mean, crystal clear. Like a garda. <laughs> As Emily likes to call it, like a de garda, <laughs> the Americans. <laughs> um, but this was, it was like a clear lake. So mm. it wasn't necessarily like Erie, you know, it's not as clear. But Polluted. also, <laughs> what a lot of people don't understand about the Great Lakes, if you aren't by one, they function like oceans because you don't see the end of them on either side and you can't see across them Mm -hmm. so it is a massive body of water and erie is one of the smaller great lakes um so it was i mean this did feel like a lake because you could see around it but it was it was it was lovely that's your formative memory. Well, the formative. What do you mean? That's your formative I'm memory. Glad, the well, formative was, memory was it's, like it's what it just wasn't. You, it wasn't haunting. Are you haunted by? Well, the haunt. Okay. Okay. Well, the haunt part of this, that was like a lovely I'm memory. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like a, my abortion no, club at my I high know. school. You're like, I, well, I went to a lake. I get it. I get it. I get it. My, the haunting part of the memory would be calling back to the last time we talked about this with the airplanes. We recently talked about this because <laughs> I was congested when we flew back. And so my ear clogged going down, we connected, we went, we flew from Venice to Paris and then Paris, LA and both times going down my ear clogged and it it hadn't happened in so many years that I was like oh this is fine but I flew back and was congested and so when we came down the pressure in your ear and in your head when that happens is absolutely insane Mm -hmm. like it happened to Sarah flying from Copenhagen to Venice and it's just it is absolutely 
unreal. And I very immediately was brought back to like the haunting memory of just the pain because there's nothing you can do. You just need to get on the ground. It's like once you duck beneath 30,000 feet, 25,000 feet, and you're starting that descent, it is gnarly. Yeah. And just for like that 20 minutes, there's nothing you, and you look like a fool cause you're like holding your head. You're like trying to put pressure points to like relieve the stress. And then when we landed this whole week, my left ear was clogged through like fully clogged all the way through Wednesday. So everybody I was talking to, I was trying to like tip my head down and forward. And I was like, I'm not trying to be offensive and like, Oh, I can't hear you. But I truly am just trying to move the pressure and the fluid in my head because my ear needs to pop and I truly can't hear you. Mm. Like I tried to answer the phone with my left ear so many times this week. I was like, I nope. Just made it out. Can't. <laughs> Fuck made it you. Out alive. Fuck you. What? You asked me what my haunting memory was. <laughs> I gave it to you I and you were you like, made it out alive. and yet you persisted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god Introduce our guest Anyways uh, Our guest this week Is a gorgeous gorgeous girl Who came into my life About a year ago And she hasn't left She's a singer Actor Recent bachelorette fan And bartender With a very strong pour She plays competitive Roller derby for fun So you know She could absolutely Beat both of us up Mm -hmm. When she's not Dominating the rink You can find her Strolling the streets of LA With her adorable dog Books Please (laughs) welcome to the pod (laughs) Deborah Deborah Apodaca Oh, welcome. The the books. The books kills me. The books to Huda. He's so cute. cute. (laughs) I can I tell you the reason why I'm late today is because I (laughs) played our song and was dancing with him in my room and then I was like, oh shit, I gotta go. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) so so wholesome. I love that. What's your song? Like hind legs, like he doesn't like so much that anymore because he's getting older. He's about to turn 11. It's July. His birthday is in July. Um, right now, our song is... This is so dumb. I'm so sorry. Ooh, it's Stay by Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is great... that the one that's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it <laughs> it's so boppy. I almost wanted you to say Stay by Rihanna because that, <laughs> that would have been like a very... like. I love yeah, slow dance with books. Yeah, he had a health scare uh, maybe like a month or two ago, and I thought I was going to have to put him down, and it was awful. And that Justin Bieber song came on, and I would weep every time. Oh, like, no, no, I no. need you to stay. I need you to stay. Hey. <laughs> I I also had a song with my dog, Sammy, <gasps> R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Sammy. It was I Got You, Babe by Sonny and Cher. I know. So tender. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Deborah. <laughs> Yes, Thank hello. you for listening to our. You're in person. You are in person, I'm though. This is hilarious. Be, I can't see. You. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna literally take <laughs> yeah. a video right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, do it. A live video. Ooh, live, and this is gonna be on the recording. Wow. Whoa! So we can see the setup here. Oh my gosh, the setup. The setup is absolutely incredible, and this is great because Deborah brought. Like her mic, her full setup, because as you know, we know actors were all voiceover actors now. So you brought your whole setup, which is absolutely unbelievable. Thank you for doing that. And sadly, I could not, you know, I did not have an extra uh, mic stand. So you are using something that is great when it's just you. But boy, it's kind of like looking into a curtain as I'm trying. 
It be- feels like uh, those old Jack in the Box commercials where you can see the body and then there's just Jack's head. But you have this voiceover box right over your head. But I can see your long six foot legs. Just- <laughs> His tan ass legs. The size. Your tan legs. Thank what you. you- Oh, my goodness. I will talk to you about sunscreen after this. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I love. I love. Yeah, you can definitely... Well, and you can see the tan line in these these shorts. So, yeah, you're just really getting a lot Fantastic. of thigh action. You should have worn, like, a, a thong swimsuit in, in Europe. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have even have oh those God. lines. But can I tell you that I truly wanted to... Like, some of these men that are just, like, you know, they're, like, 70... They yes. are leather, pure. <laughs> That's what we're trying to Their prevent. Their bodies are leather, and they're in a thong walking down the road on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. And I was like, nothing can bother Wait, that man. I'm sorry. Sidebar. I need this. Just reminded me of last okay. summer when our friend <gasps> Billy Saunders was here, and oh, no. we got we brought um what are those called? Oh, those my drinks? God. Fucking white claws. White claws. Ugh. We brought white claws to the beach. It was. L- Memorial, Memorial Day, Day. Yep. and apparently in LA County you can't have alcohol on the beach. Yeah. I'll really? take, I'll take, yeah. So I'll take full responsibility for that because you can't have it in like the vessel. You can have it in like a solo cup, a Yeti, whatever the case may yeah. be, but you can't have it in the vessel that you bought it in. Which yeah. right, like oh, the can or the bottle. Okay. Which I had. I genuinely did not know. We didn't know. Billy tried to warn us, and he was like, I don't think you can do this. And I, down more in San Diego with my sister and brother in law, I was like, yeah. I've taken all the time we take wine and we take, like, but not I've LA done County, this all right? the time. And not LA County and not up closer to Malibu, which is where right. we were. So we were, oh my so God. we were on the beach, the three of us, like holding a single white cloth. Not even holding, just Paint in the, the chair. They are in the chair. The three of us are on towels asleep and there are two white claws in the cup, cup holder holders. of a chair and the and three atvs yep. pull up yes like With border patrol border patrol ATVs. everyone around us because it's a holiday everyone's <laughs> drinking on the beach but they're like they see that they see that happening and they've put them all away really quickly and they literally they give jordan i didn't have a drink out so they gave jordan and billy tickets but billy was in a hot pink like thong, thong speedo g-string thong and he was like i Amazing. need to go to the car to get Incredible. my id maybe not a thong speedo you're speedo. right not a thong. and be. but it's like a thong shape, yeah right? i just want to be pr- it was a, pr- a speedo yeah. it was a full seater it was yeah it full had a seater. seat i just want to be guys, yeah, yeah yeah your audience right now is like is it a g-string is it a thong <laughs> what is it i need to Tell know us, it. <laughs> is it hot pink light pink <laughs> I need this visual. Hot pink full cedar. Yeah. All right. But cedar. So you couldn't see the ass cheeks. But Billy, Billy was like, my ID's in the car. I have to go get it. And so two ATVs follow Billy to the car as he's in his hot pink. Oh my God. But the first one, <laughs> the first, what absolutely kills me is this guy offers Billy a ride. And I don't know if he didn't see or something, but this guy's like, Billy was like, no, it's in the car. Like, I'm being, and he was like, I can't let you go to the car. And Billy was like, what? Like, the, he can't be hiding anything. There's nothing to be hidden in this. <laughs> in the like, there's nothing to be hidden. And the guy was like, I'll give you a ride over there. And then Billy stands up, and then this guy does not give him a ride. And Billy has to cross walks. the beach and the whole parking lot. And then he gets to my car, and the ATVs are parked behind my car because they thought he was going to, like, Run. try to make a quick getaway. 
Shout oh, out. He what was a our story. most recent guest. Oh, so he people was. know who he is? He, you do know who he is. What a story. Misery <laughs> makes memories, and that's a great one. <laughs> well, Deborah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a hot pink Speedo. Let's pivot. Okay. Yeah. Let's pivot Let's here. Pivot. 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 To the... Uh, First segment we Amen. like to call the Myers Briggs of the Fam. Myers Briggs of the Fam. Uh, so you said that you actually took the test. I did. I took it this morning. I prepared. Yes. I did the homework. Yes. Okay. What was the result? Yes. Yes. I to pull it up. The envelope, <laughs> please. <laughs> Carry on an arbor. <laughs> <No>. Len Goodman. <laughs> the nominees are, and the winner is. E-N-F-J-T, protagonist. Uh, Wait, that's, me. that's you. Are we the same? We're the same. <gasps> uh -oh. That's That's fun. <laughs> it wouldn't be in springtime. Never, never, never. That's exciting. All right, Jordan. So now you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, two, yeah, protagon yeah. two protagonists here. Right, right, right. And that's you're both you because we're all very similar. Then I just yeah. think about it and you feel it. Which, yeah, we feel yeah, it. Yeah, that <laughs> still tracks. So Deborah, as the protagonist yes. in your like, let us know the layout of your your core fam and then where you kind of fit in as the protagonist in your family. Okay. Hmm. So my I have a mom and dad. They're together. They're they've been married for ooh, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> long time. That's long great. Time. And that means it's like been a long time. You don't even yes. know the number anymore at this point. Correct. And then I have an older brother, an older sister, and then there's me. I'm the youngest of three. Um my parents do foster care, so occasionally I will introduce a few youngins as my brothers and sisters uh, mm. whenever they whenever they are with me um but yeah it's it's the three of us and um unfortunately in in my family in the past uh, my brother passed away in 97 so for now it's just the two of us uh my sister and i so i still maintain that baby position but my sisters had the awkward uh, transition from being the middle child to suddenly the, being the eldest. Yeah. Wow. Talk about a talk about a transition. Yeah, it's it was a it was a big swing. I mean, losing losing a family member is really difficult. We all expect it, right? We all expect one day we're gonna lose our parents, we're gonna lose our grandparents, an aunt and uncle. But it's weird when you start to think about the ones right next to you, like, oh, this is my sibling, mm -hmm. and it happened at an age where it wasn't supposed to happen. You know, he was he was very young. He was 20 years old. Um, I was 10, and my sister, I believe, was 16, 17, around that age. So it was, it, it was one of those, oh, this wasn't even expected. This wasn't, uh, uh, it was heartbreaking. A, tr a true freak act. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, a tragedy. So uh, it hits families different. It's, it's, it's different when you're expecting it, and uh, I mean, tragedy hits you. And grief hits you all the same, but it was very unexpected. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Goodness. I don't think I was always meant to be a protagonist, but man, <laughs> <laughs> I was put in that role and I own it. <laughs> well, because you, you kind of had to, well, everybody's role in your family shifted once that happened, right? Yeah. And, and being the youngest, being a kid... Like, how did you kind of navigate your role in your family? Like, you were kind of trying to, 
like your sister now kind of became the like I'm the oldest, I'm the leader, right? And what was like how did you handle all of that? Um cuz you're in the arts, right? Yeah. So was at that time were you interested in all things like performing and stuff or was that more of a later No, I was I come from a musical family. So my dad's my dad plays guitar. He's in a rockin' rockin' band called Classic Rock Odyssey. Look him up on Instagram. That is incredible. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Oh my god. Amazing. I have to we have to look it up. We have to they're on Instagram. Yes, we 100%. have to do we have to post a picture, do a plug. Absolutely. Yes. And my sister is actually the lead singer. <gasps> so oh, yeah. my dad and my sister are rockin'. Literally, they had a concert yesterday. They are fabulous. It is so much fun to watch them. I come oh, from I a musical that. family. So to say arts, like it was already living in me. I was already mm. singing. Music had already infected my brain. Uh, I was already, was I already performing? Yeah. At that point, I, I was in band. I was singing uh, in church and whatnot and little children's choir, things like that. So yeah, yeah, I was already artistic. Um, I don't know... Let's see. How did this tragedy affect me? Art- hmm. Artistically, I wouldn't say it affected me until later, until I could actually write poetry <laughs> or, or yeah, express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually get it out that way. Uh, yeah. I think initially, as my family was immediately starting to grieve, um, we we went into our own caves to say I believe I believe my parents went into work mode just absolutely I'm going to absorb we're going to work full time and whether it was because they had to financially or had to emotionally I don't know yeah (laughs) I don't know if I don't know if it really mattered at that point uh because of what we were going through and then my sister was in her senior year of high school we were actually in another country when this happened so oh, wow. on top of grieving, we were in an, a completely new environment. My family had moved that year, that month, oh my that gosh. month. Oh, my God. It was that month to Indonesia. Wow. wow. So, an entirely different culture to be a part 100%. of. 100%. New life. Wow. New language. From new, California. Yeah. We're, we're from San Jose. Uh, and then we moved to San Diego. And then we moved to Jakarta, Indonesia. And it was just this life <laughs> double i don't know boxing terms but i'm trying to like double whammy um, yeah yeah a, a punch and then a right hook or whatever <laughs> whatever the terminology is it was like oh we were moving to another country and then oh your your brother is going to die and um so we were just grieving in a whole new land like actually so as a kid, it was weird. I think I was numb. Just numb and trying to... <laughs> we, we all go through, as we learn from this pandemic, we are going through all these traumatic situations when somehow we still send people to school. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, we're all dying, oh but we really need you to turn in that paper. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that spelling test. Yeah, exactly. And so there was a part of me that was still fixated on kid things. 
Like, oh, I have to pass the fifth grade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, because but that's your life. That's your world. And when you're a kid, yeah, that's your reality. Like we, we are already even as adults, we're so focused on what we're doing all the time. But when you're a kid, your world is that much smaller. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, the spelling test is a really big deal. and sure. I do have to pass. And so I'm sure like survival mode kicked in a little bit for you too right and you were like well this like your parents let's focus on work you're like i will school okay i'll just keep going with that right right and in the quiet moments it was the the grief was still lingering like you know my parents would cry every now and then or or they would try to hide the crying or just the little things that would change when you know something's like the water's not right (laughs) there's something in the water and you're not quite sure um because it was already expected that my brother was gone because he was in the military. Mm-hmm. He was he was a Marine. And so the fact that he was an adult and moved out was was already in my mind. But to process an actual death was difficult. That Thanksgivings were going to be different. Christmases were going to be different. Phone calls were going to be different. It was a little bit harder to digest of like, oh, you're not going to pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I mean, it makes total sense how you said your first instinct is numbness because that's to try and understand in a moment that the rest of your life is going to be entirely different while also being in another country trying to adapt to that way of life. I can totally imagine how it just goes quiet and numb and this confusion of what... Especially kids. Yeah. I, I remember my... I had a family member pass away two years ago and watching all the kids in my life kind of process it differently at all very different ages, like was really hard, but also very like interesting to see like who is like, what connections are they making? Like, do they understand what's happening? Like, you know, it, it like, and no parent knows how to explain that to a kid either especially their own kid about their other kid. Like that is, you know, yeah, it's, it's devastating. And I think I understood more about grace as a kid than I give myself credit for as an adult. Cause there's a part of me that's like, man, I was still such a bratty kid. I still had expectations from my parents. Uh, but I think I had a lot more grace. I think maybe my parents can call me and be like, no, you did not. Uh, but yeah, they made they made efforts. It it wasn't just like I was abandoned in my room. Like they made oh, no. efforts when they could. Like I still have really good memories in Indonesia. Um and they're just a little rose colored. They're a little tainted with, sure. you know, I you know, with uh with with my mom grieving and and uh or my sister. My sister she since she was taking on a new role, there I believe the grieving process of anger hit her a lot faster. Mm-hmm. I think she got to anger before any of us did. Um, because all of a sudden it was, she was being in charge of everyone's emotions and not being able to live her life as a 16 year old graduating yeah. from high school. Oh you gosh, know, like yeah. that is that pivotal moment. Well, first of all, we moved to another country for her senior year of high school. And I mean, oh. Wow. That's that's devastating in general. And then to have yeah. all of a sudden everyone in your life grieving, um, I'm sure home was very, very sad for her uh, when it was sure. supposed to be. It was supposed to be fun. Not to mention normal 
high school situation, your hormones are raging. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and a senior in high school, especially, yeah. I can, you know, uh, the pressure is on you to be like, so what do you want the rest of your life to be like? And I can imagine with all of that happening, her being like, oof. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and <laughs> talking about grief and people dying is not really exactly a a fun dating <laughs> question. So if you're like, huh. I like boys, come visit my family. We're all griefing my brother. Like that's a little like, Oh yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all the normal things that teens still like you. Kids care about teens care about, but mm-hmm. then you have this horrible added layer of yeah. what you're, is really happening in your life. Yeah. And then on top of everything, you get this, solidified connection like if you're imagining a string a tie to your siblings and your parents and 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 then you lose one of them all of a sudden that string becomes like a titanium pole like you don't want you don't want to be out of sight you don't want to be out of reach like all of a sudden the relationships you have you cling on to because suddenly you don't want to lose those either Mm. right so it's not like my sister you know (laughs) <laughs> disappeared it was it, it there was anger but she was still there 100 percent. well <laughs> we shared a room while we were <laughs> in Tunisia. so poor thing i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but even even now as we are older no fight is worth losing the connection no argument with my parents or or disagreement with my parents is enough to be like, I'm out of here and I'm never coming back because I actually know what that looks like. And, you know, we don't speak in, what are those, what's that word? What's the words? Uh, there's a big word fighting for it. Fighting words. Not fighting words. Oh, we definitely use fighting words. Fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ultimatums. Ultimatums. And always and never. Always and never. What are those? Um, um, absolutes. 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 Yes. Yeah. We don't speak in absolutes because never... Never is not real. Always is impractical. So, you know, to say I'm always going to be there. Eh, well. <laughs> and yeah. to say I'm. It makes you live in the present. Yeah, I'm, or I'm never going to leave or I'm, I'm never going to do that to you. Well. So yeah. you start to live in the present. You start to live for the truth. Uh, you, you don't make promises you can't keep. You know, I'm going to you're going to try. I'm going to I'm going to try to do this for you. I'm going to try to be there when I can. And you you let your yeses be yes and, and your nos be nos because everything else is unreliable. You know, it's it's weird. Um, our our Christmases and our Thanksgivings have all manipulated into these <laughs> like memorial services or even even just uh they become like, instead of, great, it's Christmas time. It's like, let's take a second to remember those who can't be here with us. You're like, oh, God, I'm, I'm 12. <laughs> You're like, but my presents are right there. I was always that little shit that was eating while someone was praying. <laughs> oh, we you're all done oh, that. What was I saying? You're, like, you're like, I'm just going to take a little bit I'm just going to start serving myself because this could. Yeah. If my family is all together and like usually we're with my grandma because right. she really cares about the um saying grace, which yes. I would say my immediate family doesn't normally do that. Um, 
called out. Uh, yeah. And but we do this thing now called island prayer, yeah. where we all stand in the kitchen and just do it before everyone gets their food. Nice. So then anyone can just start eating because yeah. clearly the priority is about getting to the food faster. Oh, yes, hundred <laughs> percent for all ages. For all ages. <laughs> I'm I'm curious about something, Deborah. So obviously this this moment if with your brother passing influenced your family for like the rest of time yeah. right and i i one segment that we have on this show is single issue voter mm, family yes, edition yes. which is where we kind of say like what is um maybe the hardest thing your family deals with today so uh, we've been talking a lot about you being 10 and like growing up as a kid and i obviously your brother's passing has influenced so much i'm curious your family today right do you still think that the loss of your brother is like kind of the biggest thing that it's maybe all encompassing with your issues or is there some or has your family evolved in a way where no, like life goes on and there are there's something new that's maybe the biggest source of conflict among Hmm. your family Yeah, we have definitely moved forward in our grief and it's manipulated into something beautiful and we're closer as a family, but there are still hints of, of, mm, I'm imagining like a canvas and it's really pretty with colors and then, but there's still like little dots, like little black dots in there, like the grief, grief Mm. bubbles, um, Great visual. Thank you. (laughs) I speak in visuals. (laughs) So far, your visuals are absolutely incredible. That visual and the visual with the um, the strings that attach a family to the titanium. She's an artist. Deborah, I was gonna say Deborah's an artist, and Deborah has done some work. (laughs) If you, I mean, if you are a cousin listening to this story and you think this all came easy, and all of a sudden she's here speaking with all of this love and forgiveness, this is after decades of work and. I love being poured into mm-hmm. it, but I just want to give you a shout out because it is very, I mean, it's, it's impressive to be able to come at it for, with the lens that you have mm-hmm. now yeah. after putting in so much work over the years to be like, this is what happened. We understand it as this event, right. but right. this is how we frame it now. And this yeah, is how, how is I today. see it and how we understand it. It's, it's really, yeah, it's incredible. Shout out to therapy. To Miss Karen. Thank you, Karen. I love you so much. My therapist's name is Karen. The one Karen we celebrate. <laughs> the we, ce- one we celebrate Karen, Karen on this day. That I cannot speak badly about. She is wonderful. Hmm. Um, and Alan, Alan was my uh, therapist for a long time as well. And man, uh, it's really helped take a, an upward perspective on things because looking back, you can have regret, you can have shame, you can have um, in, the regret and shame. That's what I meant to say. But always and keep it lingering of, of, of those are the things that wake me up at night. But taking that upward perspective and going, I'm going to forgive that little kid. Because we were dealing with something huge. And so what that experience that I felt, there's a lot of grace there. And as an adult, I have a ton of grace for my parents of, man, were you just trying to survive? Like, man, were you doing your absolute best? Uh, So when I look back, you know, there are little moments of like, ah, man. But there is 
such more uh, I'm going to swallow before I say that. Uh, there's such more grace for the things that have happened. So for today, what we feel, I think it affects more. Um, for me, it affects my art 100%. I can't, I can't write a script. I can't play a character. I can't, uh, I can't be myself without having my brother or that grief beside me. It's, it's, he's my, uh, my muse. He became my muse and not saying that everything I write is siblings or, or, or whatnot, but there is that heavy sense of love and, and yeah, you honor him through the things that you make 100% because even then I think dealing with the grief, it made me in more in tune to reading other people's emotions. I became more, open and um creative with with a variety of emotions with with fear with uh with love and I use that for my art 100 percent and let's see it can be so easy for people with grief to close off yeah and it sounds like like Jordan said you've done a lot of work but to be able to be open to it like you're open with your grief and you can use it in that way is so special yeah it's it's a little bit harder for me because I'm starting to forget him Be, uh, I was I was young I only got to spend 10 years on this earth with him and I don't remember I don't remember a lot of things and that really sucks because you, there's this expectation of like well he's your brother or like, oh he's your sibling you should you should know these things it, He's been gone for 25 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. the grief could rent a car. <laughs> it, it's It's been a while. So there's a part of me that forgets uh, sometimes what he looks like and or what he sounded like. But my sister remembers everything. She remembers everything. And what's really wonderful now is that adults, when her and I have private moments, she talks about him. And I don't think it was something she was able to do before because it was so hurtful. But as adults, we can sit down at dinner and be like, Daniel did this one time. Oh, my God, it was crazy. And then it'll ignite a memory. She came to visit like a couple of weekends ago, and I took her to the dinner. I did a sister thing where I'm the baby. I don't pay for anything. But she came to visit, and I took her to a huge dinner, and I got to pay. <laughs> and so I felt so good at that dinner. Like, uh, you can get whatever drink you want. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so good. And, and we did, and we had, we had a blast. But there was a time in that dinner where we got to talk about my brother, and it was very special. It was very wonderful. And I got to tell her, how I feel. She got to tell me how she feels and it was nice. And then we had a drink and then we moved on. Like it was, it was so cool. Yeah. Um, it's just a part of, it's a part of your everyday. Like it, sometimes it is the, the hard thing you deal with. And sometimes it's like the really wonderful thing that you deal with, that you get to talk about, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and I wonder, I wonder, as we go into one of our final segments here, we call it our come to Jesus moment. I wonder if there was 
I don't think I think it would be foolish to think that there was one light bulb moment that things changed for you. But what is there now? Do you thinking back, see a time in life or a window where you were like, that's where things started to shift. That's where the grief started to evolve yeah into something into more of how you view it today from from the tragedy and the trauma into the you know as you say the grace and the love that you have today yes definitely um goodness I would say maybe within the past four years I studied I studied at the Meisner Center in Burbank and I do not recommend going to acting school for therapy 100% 100% do not go to acting school for therapy. Yeah. However, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all three are like, but, but in, in some cases you will be enlightened about the truth that's inside of you. And I loved the Meisner center. If you're listening and you're looking for a place, look that place up. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, but I tried to use, um, a brother scenario, a brother thing relationship in a, in a, in a class. And it didn't exactly work out. Um, and so my, my professor, uh, gave me just something to take home. Hey, I want you to sit down and, and I want you to build, build your brother from the feet up. And then I want you to, I want you to say something to him. Um, and it was like, okay, whatever, <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I, uh, uh, yeah, okay, I'll try. Um, oh, and just a side note, I was also going to therapy simultaneously as acting school. <laughs> so, so double, 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 double whammy, yeah. but it also gave me a place to take care of things that I needed therapy for. And then, and then, uh, compartmentalize what I needed for acting because, it was very clear in that day of acting that I wasn't going to be able to use that relationship until I was healed, until it was ready. Um, and it, was, it wasn't ready, and it still might not be ready. Uh, I haven't attempted since because it's, I feel like it's still a little raw. So I'm doing this exercise, and I'm rebuilding him. I'm doing it in my car because obviously we have to drive everywhere for hours. <laughs> I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> And I'm driving, <laughs> I'm passing Glendale and I build him in my car. And I, and I, like I had said before, I still don't remember his voice or sometimes I forget what he looks like. And I, but I built him, I built him and he was sitting next to me and it was like he was there. And, and I could hear my teacher saying, say it, say what you want to say. Just tell him what you want to say. And I looked over, I, I promise I was paying attention while I was driving um, but I looked over and I told him, I've been looking for you everywhere. And that's, and that's just it. <laughs> I've been looking for you everywhere. I look for him in love and in art and in movies and in people and in humor. <laughs> oh my goodness. When, when people make jokes, I'm like, oh, my brother would have laughed at that. Or, oh, oh, he would have said something like that because he was a goofball. Is absolutely, he was 6'3", a giant, beautiful Latino man in a Marvin the Martian t-shirt. <laughs> Living that 90s dream. Oh my goodness, he was, was a character. And that's how that's affected me um, 
he shows up in my art. He shows up in everything. I can't, uh, not that I want to say I can't get rid of him, but I can't get rid of him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, I forgot the question. I'm sorry. No, you answered it. Oh my gosh, you gave an incredible answer to that. Well, oh that, my gosh, that was such a formative experience, yeah. and that I can absolutely see how that would be the like transformational oh my gosh. moment where That's you're like, a, yeah. my relationship with grief changed, and it was so beautiful in an instant. Yeah, here I was being like, there's probably not an instant, and you're like, no, I'm gonna build this moment for you because wow, yeah. thank you for sharing course. that. Thank you, thank you. And, yeah. and that really was the moment that I, I was able to go, oh, that's why I have, not have problems in relationships, but oh, I see where the unresolved um, where scars are. The, where I can see where the healings are, is needed, whether it's, you know, if I have abandonment issues because of it or... Um, maybe I'm just a little too close with my family <laughs> and not willing to compromise uh, when I'm dating somebody, you know, <laughs> like I want to be at Christmas and Thanksgiving and know your family can't have any of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. You're coming to me. You're like, just so you know, before we even get started, right. this is on the table. <laughs> so there are things where I'm like, yeah, oh. And, and so that was definitely was the moment. And I was... I was in my thirties. Like, you know, I was 30 when that happened. So it takes a while to get there. There's definitely more work to be done, but, um, yeah, grief is a big process. It's a huge process. And there's a lots of, there's lots of grace and forgiveness for whatever you're experiencing in your grief. Um, there, there is hope for the, at the, there's light at the end of the tunnel and man, it's difficult. So give yourself some grace. Oh, I am like, first of all, uh, Jordan kind of already said this, but uh, thank you for coming on here and being so open about this because I, you know, even before the interview was like, I don't know how, you know, we, we keep it light around here and, and it's such a nuanced, difficult thing to talk about. And you are so open and so giving with like your stories and your emotions. And I mean, I got to say, I think this is the first time we're promoting acting school on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah. But even that you did so well because you were like, I was like, doing it in addition. <laughs> and this is what I was working out separately. Like even that was so well, gosh, Deborah, you're awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh a true cousin uh, uh, yes. a true cousin a true friend <laughs> no i'm so happy to be here thank you for allowing an avenue to talk about this because i love listening to your podcast it's wonderful I, we're friends outside of the podcast so it's it feels like i'm just hanging out with friends in my car it really does um and I talk to you guys <laughs> through there. You're like, amen. <laughs> but it's really fun to see or to hear uh, about other families because when you have grief that happens in your family, you grow up a little weird. Like, oh, you guys don't have awkward moments at, at Christmas where your mom bursts out into tears and locks herself in a room? No? Yeah, Is that no. just me? That's just no. <laughs> so it's really nice to hear other families and even their problems you're like oh yeah because you're a little less alone Amen. and i think a lot of listeners a lot of cousins that 
you know, because everybody deals with grief in different ways. I think this hearing you and the way you speak about it is helpful for me. It's helpful for anyone who's experienced loss. Um, yeah. I think it'll be really resonate with I people. I hope so. I hope that it helps, you know, even what they say is even just one person. Yeah. So. Well, Deborah, we do need to vote on if your family is Oh, gosh, I'm here for it. And I am honored to tell you that you get to join the club of families. That are yes. Oh, yes. God. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> welcome. Oh, welcome. I would like to thank Come Karen <laughs> for, this, <laughs> for this moment. I would like to thank Mary and David, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should do. Oh my we gosh. should let people say have an Absolutely. acceptance speech. Oh my gosh. That might be a new segment. Oh my gosh. I love that. A speech. Yes. And thank you to oh. my two nieces. Uh, wonderful. Oh, it's a tight knit group. Welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Deborah, you have been an absolute dream guest. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I also, if, if people couldn't tell by the way you speak about your art and how much emotion you put into it. Um, you are a very talented musician and performer Hire me. who I've had the pleasure. <laughs> Come I've on. had the pleasure of working with last Hell summer. Yeah. Um, so would you do you have any um thing that you would like to plug about yourself um where people may be able to find you? Uh yes, you can find me on Instagram. The profile is set to private, but I promise I will do the work. <laughs> I will do the work. I will click on your profile, see if you're a bot or not. Um but I always appreciate followers. Um you can Wait, what oh, is shoot, your Instagram that's right. handle? Uh Deborah D440. So Deborah spelled the long way, the biblical way, because I also went to the, the <laughs> they, can, way. they can find you yeah. on our Instagram. They'll, yeah. say, they'll see you. Yeah, time. you can contact me through this podcast. That's cool. Uh, I have yeah. a website up. <laughs> hey, come on, hey. website. Let's go, oh website. Come it's on. Deborah-Apadaka.com. <laughs> Let's go. Oh boy, bringing the yes. website back. It is 2012. I still have mine. Come on. I'm oh, too. Come on. It is Not in progress, so it's a little. Uh... That's incredible. <laughs> I think you've inspired Emily and I. We haven't touched ours in the better part of the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, paying monthly. 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 Oh, my gosh. oh goodness. What a. Someone support us. Someone support this podcast, damn it. That's it. Give us some ads. That's it. Well, you know you I'll love write, our bickering. I will write a funny, clever little yes. ad. That's for you right. If you give us $5. And I can't write, but I can give you a, a firm handshake or a oh, big definitely. hug. Whichever you prefer. You, you Venmo us. You Venmo us. I will message us. God and I will damn get it. that for you. That's right. Well, as always, we do close with an inspirational oh, I love quote. It. Yeah, give it to us. About, you guessed it family um a family is a unit composed not only of children but of men women an occasional animal and the common cold <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, i really really think on that oh one, my god uh, the common cold oh. fought it all week <laughs> oh my gosh well deborah thank you so much again You're for coming welcome. on um emily yeah we'll we'll Th- see thanks for being here Oh man, we thank each other. I know your schedule is so full. <laughs> no, you are heading down to San Diego, so thanks yeah, for sticking thank around you. before right. you head out. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
That's right, God. Darn All it. All right, cousin. Well, that, that is a wrap here with the beautiful, beautiful Deborah. Mm. As always, make sure you're subscribed and those notifications are turned on. Ding, ding. And uh, send us those perfect families of the world at. Yeah, well, you've had back to back this I've time. Had a few. That's it's right. Well, my family's perfect at gmail.com or you can DM us at well, my family's perfect. Amen. Um, so we'll catch you next week right here on. Well, my family's perfect. Bye. Bye.